0: Welcome, I'm Ryan Hicks, and I'm Zach Fisher. and this is Modern Business, the podcast to learn from franchise business leaders and explore new business technology. Our community is about sharing knowledge and tools that help us achieve our goals in business and beyond. Thanks for being here and welcome to Modern Business. Everybody today is Friday, January 12th. Uh, I'm coming to you live from very, very, very snowy Chicago. Uh, looking forward to hopefully seeing you all in warmer weather very, very soon. Uh, Today is really going to be all about what's coming this quarter. You know, I think that 2024 had a lot of anticipation building. Um, 2023 seemed to be a year of standstill and of learning. I know it certainly was for us. And so, uh, you know, looking forward to really seeing the positive things that come out of this year. It seems like we've had a lot of negative and in recent years as we all very well know and has been very much documented on this podcast so what i'm thinking about doing today is just getting a bit into what is going to be happening moving forward and i think i want to start with the events that we have coming up you know i'm sure that a lot of you uh, have been following uh, on linkedin for what ryan and i have been posting over the past couple months here uh but really the first event that i'm going to be at that i think is going to be pretty interesting uh, is one that I have the honor of being able to moderate a really uh, interesting panel on. It's called Let's Grow, uh, and it is uh, it is uh, put on by a friend of the podcast, Liam Caruso, and I'm very excited to be down there in Dallas where it will be uh, a lot less snowy than it is as I'm looking outside right now. Uh, I think that really the purpose of this conference to me when I look at it is around the idea of trying to cut through, you know, a lot of the noise that we honestly see online that are perpetrated through, other podcasts and newsletters and things of that nature and really try to get down to the brass tacks of what is a misconception uh, around franchise development and what's working and what's not. Um, it is very mastermind driven, which I, which I love. Uh, and I think that it is kind of a smaller version of what FLDC or Franchise Leadership and Development Conference is meant to be um, with, I would say, a different tint to it. Uh, it isn't necessarily as I guess experience, brand driven. Uh, I'd say that it is a fusion of both. Uh, of course, uh, it's well documented that Ryan and I are very passionate about emerging brands through our work at Springboard. Uh, but uh, I would say that this that this conference has inklings of that, uh, but ultimately, I think it is a lot more of a focus on franchise development. Uh, very, very excited to get into, get into that and dig into it a little bit more and meet some new people. Uh, the events probably got about 200 people or so and in in, in, in really what I felt was really compelling and important to talk about just due to the fact that the audience was, you know, pretty well represented amongst emerging mid-market and I would say mature brands is around the idea of, you know, evolving your narrative as a brand, as you grow and as you hit different inflection points. Uh, I kind of compared it to a book right? When you go through a book, obviously, you know, obviously the story progresses and you get to the climax of, you know, the story. Uh, And I think a lot of brands don't really even get out of the first chapter uh, in franchising. It's definitely uh, well known and the statistics are pretty much everywhere and people fear monger all about it all the time. Um, But I really think that, you know, a lot of people, once they get past that point, they push and push and push to really get to, you know, a place where, you know, they have 10, 20 locations and most brands don't make it that far, but then they don't really know where to go from here. And so I think what I really wanted to do was to tell that story. And I'm really happy uh, to have some really great friends who have really been through that, uh, that people will be able to learn from and Amy Lawhorn and Shane Evans and then Tim Courtney. So uh, excited to get into that uh, a little bit more and dig into that. And for folks who are going to be there, feel free to send Ryan and I a message. We will both be down there. Ryan, of course, because it's in Dallas and it's easy for him and me, of course, because, you know, I felt that it was important to be there. So excited for that. And of course, next, uh, we have the IFA convention, which I think is going to be, you know, a big one uh, this year. Uh, It's going to be down in Phoenix, Arizona. Uh, It's uh, it's always nice to be able to go to a place that isn't Vegas and get a bit of a break. Uh, I know that the IFA uh, after this year, this will be the last year that we will that we will have anything outside of vegas for ifa convention so we will cherish it while we can and not having to hear uh, all the casino uh, noises as we're kind of going through our franchise conference but um looking forward to that event specifically because i'm really interested to hear the chatter around you know if the private equity market is going to unfreeze a little bit uh i i we've talked a lot uh on on the show, really around the idea of 2023 being the year of a sandstill, as I kind of talked about at the top of the show here. Um, and I think that is probably going to unfreeze a bit. I think that that's probably for two reasons. Number one, I believe that brands are probably going to become a little bit more realistic around, you know, what they can actually garner from a potential transaction. Um, that's something that I think 2023, you know, a lot of them were left you know, licking their wounds a little bit because they felt that they'd be able to get similar numbers to what we were seeing in 2021 and 2022 with, you know, 20 times multiple plus. Um, I think the era of that really happening in franchising is is likely over. Uh, I think that a lot of people are kind of coming down to earth a little bit more, and I think also that private equity firms are are a little bit more willing to meet in the middle just due to all the, really all the dry powder that they have available. Um, you know, I think that we will also see a massive emergence of the family office in the franchise space. We started to see it uh, in 21 and 22. But I think that the big difference here is that, you know, family offices don't have investors that they have to answer to. It's pretty much just themselves. And they're well known for what we call longer holds. And for what folks don't, you know, if folks don't know what that means, it essentially means that, you know, they are more willing to be in for the long haul with the brand and You know, keep the brand for 10, 15, even 20 years. Whereas private equity firms typically have uh, an investment horizon of about three to five years because they want to make a tidy profit. And ultimately, if you hold on too long, it can be a really big risk. Um, There aren't really a lot of examples of brands that have held on to a brand for, you know, longer than five years in the private equity space. Um, Really, I would say the best exception that I can give is that Rourke has held on to Primrose Schools for you know, a hell of a long time. Um, and it has re- proven really, really fruitful for them. Uh, Rourke, of course, is really the cream of the crop as it relates to private equity and franchising. So if they're doing it, obviously it isn't, you know, it isn't a, a misstep to hold on for that long, but I would say it is rare. So I do think that, you know, I, d- I am interested to kind of hear how many folks in the investment community really do flock to IFA convention this year and kind of getting a sense of of what's happening uh, in that regard. I, I started to hear a bit about it specifically within the restaurant space uh, at restaurant finance uh, before the turn of the year here in November. Um, and I was really hearing a lot of that is that family offices were starting to, you know, get a lot more active. They were, you know, a lot more interest in the franchise space in particular. Uh, restaurants, not quite as much, but I would say outside of restaurants uh, in particular, uh, we are going to probably see a massive bump uh, in pet services. And of course, you know, as is the as as has been the de jour over the past couple of years, uh, with home and commercial services. Uh, next, after that, I am really really interested to see. You know, on that same note, uh, we are going to have a ton of folks coming out to franchise unconference in March. Uh, it, uh, I would say, theme to the snow that we have outside, as I mentioned, uh, is a ski conference that we have uh, in Park City, Utah, uh, and. I love that event because I think that it is an opportunity for me to get a bellwether of what's going to happen uh, in that given year. Uh, it's typically towards the back end of the of Q1. Uh, and I do love the opportunity to be able to chat with people, especially on chairlifts while I'm skiing and over wine and, you know, in a lot more informal settings, just to kind of get a sense of where, how, you know, really how the economy will affect franchising and, you know, what particular industry within franchising is going to move this year in franchise development. And there's just a lot of tastemakers that are really at this event um, that allow me to get a really a really interesting take on what's to come. And it really helps to form our podcast calendar here at Modern Business. So I'm um, interested to really see where that goes as well. And if for folks who do want to register for that, uh, that is going to be FranchiseUnconference.com. Uh, it is one of the conferences produced uh, by FranchiseOrs.com, which of course, uh, is the owner of this podcast. Uh, I would say full disclosure. Uh, so definitely be sure to check that out if you've never been before. Um, it has always been I always learned something that I didn't know uh, at that event and you never really expect it. A lot of the things that you know have been born uh, that have been born that have been innovative in my sphere have been born out of that conference, including you know the the infamous or famous depending on how you look at it, uh, the modern business. Uh, podcast summer tour uh, that we've done uh, in 2020 and in 2021. So I would say the last thing from an events perspective that is interesting is the multi-unit franchise conference. One that um, I always very much look forward to because it allows me to get an understanding of two things. And I think it's interesting for you all to kind of keep, uh, keep tabs on this. Number one, something that you may not expect, which I think is around technology. Uh, a lot of brands that are really on the cutting edge of the technology space, especially uh, with brick and mortar brands, will be attending that event. And I always find it interesting to see, you know, what multi-unit operators are interested in from a technology perspective. Um, you know, I think for the past couple of years, we've seen, you know, an emergence of really point solutions, and by that I mean, you no know, solutions that really do one thing really well. Uh, and then I would say, you know, and I think that a lot, a lot of that is in large part to the 2010s, the theme of that was really and truly the all-in-one, um, you saw that, uh, with, there was a lot of private equity investments and a lot of really large companies starting in the restaurant space and really cascading into different areas uh, around franchising. And I think that the, you know, the idea of the point solution is something that has become a lot more prevalent in the 2020s here. Uh, I think the pandemic really forced a lot of people to look in the mirror uh, and try and find ways to innovate a little bit more. And point solutions is typically where that starts. Uh, there have been, of course, some uh, acquisitions of said point solutions. You know, you can look at FranConnect, for instance, which has acquired several uh, point solutions in the space. Uh, Franchise Blast, uh, most recently. Uh, World Manager and many others. Uh, there are a lot of examples of that that are probably going to be coming. Uh, I think that the tech space in franchising is going to see some more m a this year. And I think that that's a lot of it is because these point solutions have kind of reached the point of maybe saturation or what they can do alone. And they really need some type of corporate sponsor or larger money to be able to back them. And I think that this year, we're going to see a lot of that. Um, I would say additionally, with multi-unit, it's always interesting to see, you know, the real estate, um, the real estate markets. So and what people are saying about that, I think over the past couple of years, there has been a ton of noise around the idea of, you know, a lack of supply. Uh, And I think this year, you know, that has really forced a lot of people in, I would say probably the past three to four years to put a standstill on massive amounts of development, which is why we've seen so much more in the home and commercial service space and anything that's mobile. We've just seen an explosion of that in franchising. And I think that, you know, the multi-unit operator space, Uh, is one in which that has been historically very, you know, brick and mortar intensive. And I think that that narrative has changed a ton. Uh, I'm seeing a lot more brands that are going to multi-unit that may not necessarily fit the prototypical mold that one may think. Uh, There are more brands that don't require, you know, that aren't as real estate intensive, so to speak. Uh, I think that that's in large part due to the the financial market and the real estate market, but it's also uh, in large part just due to, you know, what investors are willing to do—they—they they are willing to go out and hire a manager uh, and buy a mobile grooming brand or whatever it may be instead of ha- instead of kind of ponying up in uh, doing a really large, you know, multi-multi million dollar uh, build out, really just for one location. So it will be interesting to see uh, if that narrative is changing a little bit, and we are kind of making a swing back towards, you know, really the restaurant space starting to explode a little bit more as real estate will start to open up. We hope. Um, I think that the restaurant space is seeing a major, major slowdown in terms of uh, actual development and in, in units opening. So um, I think it will be fascinating to see how the multi-unit operator space uh, does evolve this year. I think other announcements that you know I'm interested to kind of share is around what I think from a trend perspective we are going to see specifically in restaurants. I think it actually will likely be across the entire space. Uh, I, there's been a lot of really great, um, press in the restaurant trades around the idea of value and people trying to dig a little bit further down into, you know, maybe not spending as much money as they once were and still going out and still spending and still using that disposable income, but looking for more value rather than luxury. Um, doesn't really bode well for my millennial generation, which, uh, loves luxury, but Uh, I think that, you know, elder millennials in Gen X, and I would say, especially baby boomers are starting to find and look for a lot more value than they once were. Um, I think that consumer spending was incredibly high for the first half of 2023. And, you know, in 2022, of course, it was very high. Uh, And we're really starting to see uh, that belt tighten a little bit. Kind of fascinated to find out if that is going to come into a recession. We've been hearing for Probably 18 months now. Uh, all these economists are saying that a recession was coming, a recession is coming, a recession is coming. I really don't know uh, if that will happen, but I'm fascinated to find out uh, if this is really the turning point. Uh, I am really starting to see in a lot of places that emerging brands are starting to tighten um, a little bit more uh, um, from a belt perspective, so to speak. Uh, budgets are becoming a lot uh, scarcer, uh, so I am interested to see if that really does, you know, make a difference in spending with suppliers, if that makes a difference in spending, you know, overall with consumers and what people are going to be doing from an ad fund perspective, and if that's going to decrease the unit level economics of brands across the space. Um, I think franchise development always does well in times like this, because we're seeing, you know, large companies, and this has been happening really for the past year or so layoffs are really and have been happening uh, in earnest with really large companies. I just saw yesterday that Amazon laid off, You know, several, several people once again. uh, BlackRock recently did, and and many others. So, um, you know, in times like this, when you have corporate raiders coming, you know, that's really what pushed forward. You know, the the economic recession in 2008, and I think that you know, if that does happen again, and we do have a downturn, that will likely happen um, once. Moreover, I think the last thing that I want to get into here is really around the idea of what modern business is going to become this year, and talk a bit about you know, really the partnership that we now have. Uh, we haven't really publicized it much and Ryan and I haven't gotten into it, but I felt like it was important, you know, to talk to you all about it. And I think that that's around our partnership with Franchiseors.com. So a lot of you may not know what that is. Uh, Franchiseors.com has been something that has been in the background uh, for a while. Um, for folks who may recall, uh, the Modern Business Podcast tour that Ryan and I did in 2019, correction, when I said 2020, because that would have been pretty hard to do. Um, it was called the Franchiseors.com Summer Tour. Uh, and really what that is, is it is a place that really brings together all the events that we have host, that, that we host over the course of the year. Um, you know, for many people who are listening right now, they've likely attended Springboard or Unconference or Young Conference, depending on what, you know, your interest in getting out of the content may be. Uh, you've likely attended one of those conferences. You know, all of those have been around for five years plus Uh, UnConference being, of course, the oldest uh, and Springboard, of course, being the largest and Young Conference, obviously being the youngest. Uh, But what I would say is, is that uh, that's really what the idea was, is that Franchisors.com was meant to bring together those conferences in one place to make it more cohesive for you all and to understand that the proprietors of those events were all the same. Uh, That was a branding thing that we felt was important. Uh, Number two, we really wanted to be able to create an online community that you know, was being fostered around that event uh, and those events that we hold over the course of the year. And we felt that Franchisors.com was a great place to do that, number one, because it's easy to remember. And number two, because we felt like that we had this magic that was happening in person and we just wanted to be able to have that all the time. And that's really what Franchisors.com is going to become this year is really an online community where you can take all the things that you learn from the events that we have in person. And it doesn't, in the momentum, doesn't have to stop there. Uh, The last piece is really around trying to house the content that we have, especially from our events and more importantly for things like this with modern business. And naturally, you know, Ryan, when he first originally started this podcast in 2017, the idea was to really spotlight brands specifically from a technology perspective. And as, you know, many of you know, and through our thousands and thousands of subscribers, they now know that it has become so, so, so much more than that. And we felt that modern business was a great way to be able to create awareness around what franchiseors.com is trying to accomplish. Uh, in addition to all the other content that we have, we really are going to be starting to uh, do a lot more contribution uh, around franchiseors.com and having some guest contributors from people uh, that you've heard speak and keynote at a lot of our events, but we want to be able to bring that you know, to life at all times through AMAs and through being able to have different uh, communities online that will be separated by marketing and operations and franchise development and multi-unit operators and all of these things that are so near and dear to, you know, brands being able to, you know, actually succeed. Uh, we want to be able to do that. So that's really what this is all about and why Franchiseors.com is something that we're super excited about. Uh, It's something that Lane and Brad have dreamed about for quite a long time. And by Lane and Brad, I mean Lane Fisher and Brad Fishman. Yes, uh, my father, Brad. Uh, And that is something that they have really always dreamed to bring to life. And we have finally, finally, finally been able to bring it into one place. Uh, So we're very, very excited to bring, you know, to bring all of that to you this year. Uh, I would say that that's likely going to start around after the IFA. You're going to see a lot more about that. So stay tuned for more on FranchiseDoors.com. Well, I think that's all for me today. I really wanted just to kind of hop on and talk with you all a little bit more about what what's coming in Q1 2024. Uh, looking forward to seeing you all very soon. mix again. Cheers.